Hello, this is Cindy Lasher of ChangeWorks Hypnosis and HypnosisFirst.com. Welcome to my little show slash podcasting. Last week I posted a nice video with a testimonial from April. April came in looking for help with a lifelong issue with sleep and ended up resolving that super quickly and then going on to stop smoking and lose 10 pounds all within five hypnosis sessions. April got a threefer. What's up with that? How come, Cindy, you told me in our consultation that I should only work on one issue at a time unless they're related? April did sleep and smoking and weight loss in the same program successfully. How are those related? Great questions. I'm going to imagine you just asked me. (laughs) And first of all, yes, the rule in air quotes, right, is not to overwhelm the subconscious mind by working on multiple unrelated goals at the same time. Work on one goal, your priority, until you have traction on that goal and feel like you've made good progress before starting to work on another goal, especially an unrelated goal. The example I usually give in a consultation when this comes up is that we don't want to work on your smoking cessation and becoming a master gardener and improving your bowling scores all at once. You'll overwhelm your subconscious mind and dilute your results and end up getting pretty much nowhere. However, that is not what happened with April. Two things are in play, and I'm going to talk about each of them. First, those goals were not unrelated in her mind. They came under the umbrella of take better care of myself and get healthy. And you can see how those goals all go together. They were also all driven by her desire to be able to play with and be around for her grandchildren. So, Yes, getting better sleep, being able to be a non-smoker, losing weight. You can see how those all enabled her to be able to run around and be active with their grandkids. Okay, so second is the fact that sleep was her first goal, and that's very important. In fact, if April had come to me and said, I want to work on these three things, and I I want to work on smoking first or weight loss first, I would have worked with her to reprioritize things and put sleep as the first priority. Why is that? Because sleep is that important. It is so important. So important. So let's talk about sleep, baby. Let's talk about sleep. Yeah. All right. Enough singing. (laughs) Sleep. Sleep. Sleep gives you the energy you need to make changes. It's hard to do something different when you feel like crap. The subconscious mind loves routine and sameness. So if you want to start doing something differently, you need to be sleeping well, both to support the neurology of new learning and to have the energy to make new choices. So I'm going to give you an example. Let me tell you about Nick. Nick was a client of mine way back in 2008. So Nick came to see me in the summer of 2008. His parents actually contacted me from Pennsylvania. Uh, Nick was 34 years old and morbidly obese and depressed, as you can imagine. They told me they had tried everything and hypnosis was their last hope. They were literally afraid that they were going to lose Nick if something didn't change. Nick drove up to the Twin Cities from Mankato to see me, so a couple hours drive. When he arrived for his first appointment, I could tell there was something wrong, but I wasn't sure what. He was a bit gray and glassy-eyed. I had him come in, and we started on our consultation, and I asked a lot of questions like I always do. 
Nick had gained a lot of weight as a result of having a double hip replacement surgery. He had been a minor league hockey player, and the pain in his hips and then the recovery from the surgery had left him unable to be active like he had always been, which led to both depression and weight gain. Nick needed to lose about 150 pounds. When I asked him about his sleep, he said he only slept two and a half hours a night. Like clockwork, two and a half hours a night. And nothing he'd done had helped. No prescriptions or anything. And I said to him, in order to get you losing weight, we have to get you sleeping. And he said his doctor had said the same thing, but nothing had helped. So we focused on sleep that first session. Nick went into hypnosis like a champ, and I did some direct questioning techniques to reveal why Nick's subconscious mind wasn't letting him get more than two and a half hours of sleep every night. When Nick lifted his finger to indicate that he had received an answer in hypnosis, I asked him to speak it out loud, and he said that he had an answer, but he didn't understand it. His answer was, because I'm afraid I might die. Turns out Nick also had a CPAP machine because of his weight. And his subconscious mind knew that he stopped breathing in his sleep. And it didn't trust or understand the CPAP machine. So basically, it was letting him get just enough sleep to not die from lack of sleep, but not to sleep any more than that to minimize the risk of dying in his sleep from not breathing. So we did some further work to help his mind accept and understand the CPAP and that it was, in fact, safe to sleep. This is, at least 80% of the time, in my experience and my practice, the issue with adult insomnia, that in some way the subconscious mind feels it isn't safe to sleep or that it's safer not to sleep. There's a little bit of a difference there. Anyway, if you're interested in learning more about that, I'll leave a link below to a program I did specifically on that topic a couple years ago. Back to Nick, after that first session, and Nick's mind accepting that it was okay and safe for him to sleep, he slept seven or eight hours a night from then on, starting that night. With the extra energy he had, he was able to start eating right and riding his bike every day, something that didn't hurt his hips, and he started to lose five pounds a week, week after week. After we wrapped up our work together, he got hired by the Colorado Parks Department and moved out there to take his new job, which he had been on disability when we started working together, so that was awesome. A real success story for a number of reasons, but all the success that Nick had with losing weight, lifting his depression, and seeing his waking blood sugar numbers go down from 315 on the morning of our first session to 135 on the morning of our last, all of those benefits could not have happened without good sleep. So that's one reason why sleep needs to come first when there are multiple related goals or even unrelated goals in your life because, you know, let's face it, that happens in our lives, right? You need the energy that only sleep can provide to feel up to doing those things differently. I work with a lot of high school and college athletes, usually, you know, a nervous thing, a bulk, that kind of thing. And I always find out How are they sleeping? And believe me, with high school and college kids, I generally expect the answer to be not well. Um, And if they aren't sleeping well, we talk about prioritizing their sleep and why that's important to making the changes they want to make. And often with kids that age, we, we have to go through some conscious changes too to, you know, utilize what's called sleep hygiene, right? Don't take that cell phone to bed with you. Go to bed at the same time each night. Have a routine, all of that. Tough stuff when you're that age, I guess. 
<laughs> Another reason why getting good sleep is critical to making any changes related or not is that when you sleep, that's when your brain and your mind make those changes, both psychologically and neurologically, to bring your goal into reality. It's while you sleep that you code in learning. And just Google it if you don't believe me. There have been loads of studies done on the importance of sleep to learning. And that means that any kind of learning, whether it's algebra or grooving in a change in your golf swing, essentially it boils down to the fact that new neurological connections that support that learning, whether it's book learning or physical learning, are created while you're sleeping. I could go into more detail on this, but for today, I'll just link to a couple of studies about sleep and learning down beneath this podcast. So getting good sleep, while always important, is especially important while you're actively trying to learn something and making a change is a learning process. What happens then is that your your sleep spindle, stage two sleep increases. That means you have more dreams. Dreams are your mind's way of processing things of closing down programs, if you will, that no longer apply due to the changes that you're making, and starting up and building new programs that support that new learning, those changes. Whether or not you remember your dreams, you are having them. You rarely remember dreams from the middle of the night, when, when that's when most of that processing is actually happening. Uh, and you don't remember those dreams because there isn't a brainwave bridge into consciousness. Uh, maybe I'll do a podcast on brainwaves and how all that works at another time. But those are really the most important dreams in, the, in, in locking in that learning and change. So um, again, I'll post a, a couple of links below. So by, getting, by working on getting good quality sleep first... April gave herself what she needed to make those other changes. It felt seamless to her because she's already been doing what's called pre-conscious processing on those additional changes for some time. She was ready to stop smoking. She was ready to get on a program and lose weight. She just needed to be getting good sleep to have the energy and the facility to code the change into her neurology in order to see that come to light for her. So, I mean, there you have it. If you've been trying to make a change, but it's just not sticking, hey, how is your sleep? If it's not good, get that squared away first. Then making that change will be more successful, easier for you. We have such good success with sleep that actually Fairview Sleep Center actually invited us out to talk with them a couple of years ago. And they do refer their patients to us when they can't resolve an issue. Because really, if, if a sleep issue doesn't respond well to either prescriptions or a CPAP or BiPAP machine, I mean, that's what they do. So um, they're kind of stuck with anything that falls outside of those parameters and they send them to us. I work with all kinds of sleep issues, and you can find other testimonials and case histories around the website here that give you an idea of what's possible to resolve with hypnotherapy. So that's it for today, except for this. Um, I had an AM radio show uh, for seven years, broadcast out of KDWA in Hastings, and then for a couple of years, actually four years, it was syndicated on three different syndication networks, which took it into 165 countries. However, yeah, that all sounds good. That required me to produce a one-hour show every week, which was, uh, seriously, um, it burned me out. And so I have been off the air for a couple of years now, not even a podcast like this. So I am rebooting and reimagining my show as a podcast. 
Um, that way, if I have like 15 minutes worth of information, like, like I'm doing today, I can share that with you. If it's a half an hour, I guess that's okay. Um, but not a full hour. And if I want to throw in a full-blown hypnosis session, I can, which I could not do when I was broadcasting on the AM over FCC airwaves. I wasn't allowed to do that. So um, this is kind of new and exciting and fun. And I'd like to ask for your help. First of all, uh, what should I call this podcast? <laughs> the old show for the for the first five years was called Hypnosis Today with Cindy Lasher. And then when it went into syndication, it was called the Hypnotic Radio Hour. But what do you think? I am um, open to new creative names that express what this is going to be about. It's going to be about understanding your mind. It's going to be about hypnosis. It's going to be about NLP. It's going to be about creating change. I'm open to those creative new, na new names. And also, what do you want me to talk about? What would you like to learn from me? I, I'm not going to promise a frequency right now to start out with. It might be a bit sporadic. We'll see. I'm thinking something every couple of weeks and about this length between 15 minutes, 20 minutes, maybe half an hour max. So let me know if that's a good length for you guys. And just shoot me an email at Cindy Lasher at minnesotahypnosis.com. So C-I-N-D-Y-L-O-C-H-E-R at minnesotahypnosis.com. And I'll, I'll put that down in the text below, but not as a hot link because then I get spammed. Ugh. Um, and again, yeah, I put up a contact form, but I'm having to take all of those down off of my websites because they're just getting spammed like crazy so much that they're just worthless anymore. I wish all these spammers and scammers would do something productive for the world with their energy instead of sending me garbage emails. Anyhow, uh, that's it for the day. It's a wrap. I wish you all the best in the coming days and weeks. And I'll be talking to you again real soon. I look forward to, you know, getting emails from you with suggestions. Blessings. Enjoy the sunshine today. This is Cindy Lasher with ChangeWorks Hypnosis and HypnosisFirst.com signing off.